0: Hey, what's up everybody it's Bennett back at you with the 22nd episode of the oligarchy disruptor and uh today usually we would have Ashley on with us but uh she is a little busy traveling back from North Carolina where she was visiting her parents. so uh yeah she's a little busy but don't worry I got this guys we're gonna talk about some really interesting shit today and let me tell you what I'm talking about. I am talking about the Democratic debate that happened earlier tonight, just ended a little bit ago. Um, after going on Twitter, seeing like uh, how the Twitterverse is kind of reacting to it, uh, and people on like, social media, it seems promising for Bernie that the Twitterverse, or at least people online, are responding positively. With a bunch of um, trending uh, hashtags that are actually good for Bernie. So, um, one of them, <laughs> one of my favorite is Lion Biden, hashtag Lion Biden. That one uh, is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, Lion Joe as well, Safer with Sanders. Um, and it looks like that's pretty much. All oh, the good ones, bad ones for anybody other than Biden. Um, hashtag grumpy old man, I guess. <laughs> uh, so yeah, not not too much, not too much. But so that, I guess that's a good thing for Bernie in this case. Um, but I was really happy overall, guys, with how Bernie Sanders. Performed in this one because we finally saw a side of Bernie Sanders that has been really hesitant to go after Joe Biden and His record and specifically start calling him out and saying you are not the best one suited to be Donald Trump in 2020 and I think he presented a good factual representation and he bested Joe Biden on a few um, key issues one of those that I definitely want to talk about is the issue of social security and this is probably why those hashtags like hashtag line biden is trending on twitter it's because of shit like this like Joe Biden said to Bernie Sanders on stage and denied it over and over again that he did not ever uh, like go in congress and want to cut social security or any kind of uh, social program like that but of course we see that uh, this is the case you know this is what happened Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play a tape for you a really quick video that uh, a contemplation of Joe Biden actually using this because like Bernie Sanders had mentioned it like actually go it up look it up on YouTube and I thought it was so funny to see their exchange because uh, Biden, uh, Biden was like, oh, you got five, you got nine super PACs uh, supporting you. And then Bernie Sanders was like, all right, tell me. <laughs> He's like, tell me, list them. And Joe Biden couldn't say shit. He's, he didn't, he didn't say shit. you see that? So funny. Uh, But yeah, he definitely fumbled it on that one once again exposing that he's a fucking liar and just trying to smear Bernie's image Uh, But once again, I'm going to go back to that video that I wanted to show you guys a contemplation of Joe Biden actually Doing everything that he says that he didn't do uh, on the debate stage tonight
1: When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant social security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. Bank. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. I'm one of those Democrats who voted for the Constitutional Amendment to balance the budget. I have introduced on four occasions. Four occasions, entire plans to balance the budget, knowing I'm not president and I'm not the leader, but for illustrative purposes. I tried with Senator Grassley back in the 80s to freeze all government spending, including Social Security, including everything. Senator, we have a deficit. We have Social Security and Medicare looming. The number of people on Social Security and Medicare is now 40 million people. It's going to be 80 million in 15 years. Would you consider looking at those programs age of eligibility, absolutely. cost of living, put it all on the table? The answer is absolutely, you have to. I mean, you know, it's, uh, one of the things that my, you know, the, the political advisors say to me is, whoa, don't touch that third. Look, American people aren't stupid. It's a real simple proposition. We have to do, we and I were talking about Bob Dole earlier. I was one of five people, I was the junior guy, in the meeting with Bob Dole, George Mitchell, when we put Social Security in the right path for 60 years. I'll never forget what Bob Dole said. After we reached an agreement about gradually raising the retirement age, et cetera, he said, look, well, here's a deal. We all put our foot in the boat one at a time. And he kidnapped me. He stepped like he was stepping into a boat. And we all make the following deal. If any one of the challengers running against incumbent Democrat or Republicans attacks us on this point, we'll all stay together. That's the kind of leadership that is needed. Social Security is not the hard one to solve. Medicare, that is the gorilla in the room. And you've got to put all of it on the table. Everything. Everything. you got to.
0: And there you have it, guys. There you fucking have it. This is gonna be the nominee? Is this what we're going back to? We already... The American people are not stupid. We know the government actively lies to us. That's why they don't trust them. And that's why most Americans don't participate in the elections. Time and time again. It's fucked up dude. Like they're putting up the establishment and the media is pushing a candidate that A, has a questionable cognitive disadvantage when it comes to filling that office and filling the void that that would would cause. And I mean if Donald Trump was to be replaced but, I mean, as bad as Trump is, he can, he's not, like, he doesn't fuck up like that, you know? And if he does, he, he recovers. Like, it's, it's fucked. Like, it might be fucked, but we know for a fact that the RNC, the GOP as a, like, a platform, as a party, and the Trump campaign are coordinating together to push the message that Joe Biden is seen now and incapable of being able to complete the duty as commander in chief and be the president on day one. That's what they're going to push, and we know this to be a fact because it's been written about it in articles, and the outlets have started talking about it. And of course, we have—I, I myself have shown you in previous episodes clips of Joe Biden uh, being attacked by. Donald Trump on social media over and over again for that cognitive issue that he has. So, if we know for a fact that they're gonna talk about it, why don't we? You know, like, why isn't it on the table? Is it because it's just we don't wanna be mean? We don't wanna be rude? Like, I get that. I get the civility if we're like a normal person, but this guy is running for the fucking president of the United States. If we don't have someone that's mentally stable, at the very least, like, why are we, like, putting him up there? And why is the entire establishment and the media putting him up there? I I put that on you guys. Ask yourselves that question. You know, like, if he's this bad, if he is this, if Joe Biden is as disadvantaged as they make him out to be, as he really is, then why are they putting him up there? Why are all of the democratic establishment, like former candidates and other like representatives of the establishment, why are they all lining up behind Joe Biden? It's because he is like them. It's because he will not challenge them the authority they have had and currently wield over the American people and it's a continuation of business as usual in Washington and across the country and as we've seen in the last few decades American people are not doing well the level of wealth inequality in this country has risen dramatically in the last few decades as compared to when it was in like the 70s, workers are just not making as much, and although production has gone up, the wealth of the middle class and the working class has stagnated or gone down. But definitely not kept up with the amount of production that's been uh, used. So, Back to the Democratic debate. Sanders held a very, very good debate here in which uh, he went after Joe Biden more directly. And on issues like the bankruptcy bill that Biden helped write and pass in the Senate, Joe is actually now pushing for, uh, well, he actually adopted some of the policy uh, policies From the progressives in the race. So for example, he took the bankruptcy bill from uh, Elizabeth Warren's campaign that would replace Fun fact this would actually replace The bankruptcy bill that he himself Biden helped write and pass in the Senate And he definitely like gloated and touted it when he was in there that he was able to pass this thing and now that it's unpopular he's backtracking and adopting a progressive thing so this is joe biden in case you guys are wondering this is joe biden pandering the progressive vote and trying to solidify the or unify the party behind him which would be all fine and dandy if like we were if he was more clearly the front running which he is not but they are making them him out to be he is only 200 delegates above Bernie Sanders right now about, he has about 800 and uh, uh, and Bernie Sanders has about 600 so um, they are not even half of the delegates are even out yet so they're calling for this to be over that's fucking bullshit dude and you guys need to see that it's clear as day that they are pushing this narrative, like Jim Clyburn last week said they need to just cancel the debate on Sunday. Like, he didn't even want this debate to go on. He wanted the, the DNC to intercede and just stop the, the, the nomination process and just put Joe Biden out there. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The party of the people that's supposed to represent democracy? Does does that seem very democratic to you? I mean, come on here, like it's crazy to see what the DNC is willing to do, you know? like They'd rather lose to Trump than put a progressive in the White House. And that's real. That's facts. You're looking at the lengths that they went to. Like, I told you guys in the Episodes leading up to Super Tuesday when this all this shit went down and all the all the candidates are backing Biden. I Told you guys that within that week leading up to Super Tuesday something was gonna happen because That was the last time or the last real opportunity that they could stop Bernie Sanders momentum after the first four states in which all of the candidates were present and, and even that and those primaries and caucuses, Bernie Sanders destroyed the rest. So to kind of combat that and strike back, the establishment supported and lined up, dropped out and lined up behind Joe Biden. So the support isn't real. The support is from the establishment, not from the people. It's the support is from the media, not the people. Do you see that difference? That grassroots support is what's important. We we'll never forget that when all the candidates were inside the race, who won? And time and time again, it was Bernie Sanders. But end of my rant there. <sighs> a lot of shit, guys. A lot of shit. Uh, keep, keep, uh, like, if there's a lot of history to this stuff, you know, like. It's all connected, and as soon as you start paying attention, like, my sister, who is not as into politics as I am, my older sister, she was telling me that she listens to this podcast, and I talk about things that are happening right now without too much too much explanation as to why it came about, so hopefully i'm doing a better job of explaining the reasons behind why i don't like joe biden or whatever i'm talking about at the time because i want you guys to really understand the severity of the situation and how important it is to vote not only for the president but in the midterm elections local elections all that stuff Your vote really matters. You can change this country. You can change the future. You can make the government work for you. It doesn't have to be this way. If you're suffering, you can change it. You just have to vote accordingly. Vote your conscience. Vote for your neighbor, and together we will prosper. So, tonight, I also wanted to mention that Bernie goes off on Biden over his Medicare uh, cuts to, also tonight, uh, Joe Biden committed to making a woman his VP, that's gonna make it national news for sure. And when Biden was asked, he just said, yes, he would. he would definitely do that and put a woman up there. But Bernie Sanders said that he is strongly considering a woman candidate uh, as a VP, but uh, it would not just be a requirement to be a woman. He wanted to be a progressive woman and he's strongly leaning in that direction. I think he's hinting at Elizabeth Warren but at the same time she has not endorsed the Bernie Sanders campaign after some time dropping out the day after Super Tuesday. It has been some time since then she has not done it and I'm pretty sure if she hasn't done it since now she's not going to do it. So I don't know if that's going to affect her candidacy to be the VP but nonetheless He wants a progressive woman to be his VP. So we'll see who Bernie Sanders taps to to fill that position. But I think that is very notable as well that happened in the debate. Another thing that I thought was cool uh, that actually surprised me was that Bernie Sanders uh, actually that Joe Biden is right about the not needing a wall because The drugs are actually coming in through the ports of entry. You know, they're coming by sea. They're not coming through the fucking wall at the southern border. They're not like literally walking across. Or jumping the fence. They might have tunnels, yeah, granted. Does the wall go underneath? like? how far underneath does it go like that it but that's not even half of it you know like although they might bring some drugs most of it comes to the ports of entry and that's where joe biden is right you know so kudos to to joe biden for being right about that and also kudos for trying to take on those progressive policies as well um although he is trying with that action he was trying to pull in the progressive votes to him but If you're a real progressive and you would be aware that Joe Biden is not a progressive in any sense. On the topic of immigration, Bernie Sanders wants to end ICE raids day one uh, that divides the families of immigrants in this nation. (laughs) And on the opposite hand, Joe Biden earlier tonight slipped the fuck up when he said, Uh, He started calling, uh, you you just see how like old and sudden in in his ways he really is when he calls immigrants like uh, uh, aliens, he calls them aliens. Like all he needed to do was call them illegal aliens, bro. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And then right after that (laughs) and Bernie Sanders, I watched Bernie Sanders face and he said that and he uh, he totally was displeased with uh, that. He's like, what the fuck did you say, bro? But uh, Bernie Sanders definitely used the right terminology after that, uh, correcting the record and saying that I wish he would, he would have called Joe Biden directly out on that and saying, like, or, or did you just call them aliens, bro? But he did not. Uh, I wish he would have been more direct with that. But he did correct it himself in saying that undocumented uh, immigrants um, and explaining the effects on the economy that he wanted to do and providing a comprehensive path to citizenship for those immigrants, as well as the 1.8 DACA recipients that currently are still in the shadows. So of course, uh, Bernie Sanders wanted to help with that as well. And <laughs> there was a really a funny case tonight where the moderators, one of them asked why uh, why are you losing with Hispanics to Joe Biden? And Biden said, look at how, he basically said this, look at how many states I've won so far. He, he touted his record of winning all of those uh, states that he's recently been winning. Instead of directly answering, he took the po- total political approach in saying that um, He basically dodged a question, you know, like he didn't directly say uh, I'm losing with Hispanics because my fucking policy sucks for them and the Obama administration deported 8 million, 8 million immigrants from our borders during his presidency and uh, he basically dodged a question. So. There again, we see Joe Biden faltering on the debate stage. The moderators asked Bernie Sanders uh, another type of question, which was his disadvantage in this case, which was the black voters. So the question would have been, uh, Why are you, what do you think you're losing with black voters? And Bernie Sanders said that um, we're winning the ideological debate. We're basic, basically meaning that he is winning, um, his campaign is winning the the philosophical debate behind uh that are important to to the voters the policies that are important to them and they support that but i think what he's saying with that is that even though he's winning the ideological debate and they agree with his policies he's losing based on the fact that people think that joe biden he beat donald trump and that's why Joe Biden has been winning all the states that he's been winning so recently because they think that because of all the media, all the hype, all the candidates, all the democratic establishment, everything that's supporting Joe Biden is all working together to push this narrative that he can beat Donald Trump, which of course we know to be false. But he, uh, Joe Biden, one of the things he, he ends closing statement with is that he's a Democrat with a capital D uh, and that's something uh, like part of his closing speech and I ha- I've seen him say this and I've seen other Democrats come out including the voters themselves really like hating on Bernie Sanders or other candidates that haven't traditionally been a part of the Democratic Party in the past but work together caucus together they do all these things And they really care about the identity politics that goes along with, that's involved with being a Democrat. So, what the fuck is the point of being a Democrat if you don't even uphold the values that the Democratic Party is supposed to value? Uh, Like, even just democracy itself, like, we see that the DNC is intervening with the will of the voter. Time and time again. This isn't the first time. This isn't the second time. It didn't even happen the first time in 2016. This shit's been happening for election, after election, for decades. Decades. It was, it is not a mistake that after FDR was president for three terms... The last progressive president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was re-elected three times. They did not want that again. It is not a mistake that the DNC and the Democratic establishment has pushed other candidates ever since FDR. And when FDR's vice president, Henry Wallace, wanted to run for president, the DNC shut him out even though he had over 60% of the vote. And support within the Democratic Party and they put they nominated Truman instead of that and we all know the rest is history But it's crazy to look at that history guys It's crazy to like to see the connection and to see how far back the corruption extends within the Democratic Party and it's really just an illusion that It's an illusion of choice whether you vote for a Democrat or Republican because they're pretty much going to give you the same outcome as it now stands. That's why I really support the idea in 2016 and even now that I would much rather Joe, I mean not vote Joe Biden, (laughs) fuck no, not Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders, I would much rather have Bernie Sanders Start his own party, say fuck you to the establishment. I don't need you guys. He's been trying to do it within it these last two times, but I think he did it. He went the wrong path. After 2016, he should have took the movement that he created, took all that momentum, took uh, all the work that he did within the last four years and created a new political party. Something that actually works for people and that won't, is unbiased and... Uh, wants a progressive agenda well not unbiased but wants a progressive agenda wants and is at the very least is not fucking corrupt you know Some, a political party that's actually principled and there to that actually exists in support of the working class people of this country that's what's at stake, you know? Like the next president is gonna have to probably pick two Supreme Court justices when Clarence Thomas and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg are probably not gonna uh, make it through this next presidency. What's gonna happen then? What's gonna happen with climate change? Although we might uh, disagree with a candidate on one or two things we must look at the overall the overall policies of that candidate to see whether or not they basic they are the best choice for you you know that's why I supported Yang in the primary because I liked Yang's approach better than Bernie's even though I was a Bernie supporter in 2016 but after Yang dropped out I went back to Bernie because Bernie Sanders was most of what I wanted. He wasn't everything of what I wanted, neither was Yang 100%. But the point is that Bernie Sanders still gave me most of the things that I wanted to achieve legislatively and uh, as a society and as a nation. So we gotta start thinking that way guys, we need to start like looking at the overall candidate, seeing what is actually important overall, do we mostly agree with them or do we just disagree with them on one thing? Is one thing really enough to throw your vote to the other candidate who's just gonna trash the country? That's up to you guys. But, I did my job and I have informed you. <laughs> so, like I said, today I was bursting at the seams to be able to bring you this episode talking about all this crazy shit that happened today. Uh, and especially like that comment that Joe Biden made about those nine super PACs and Bernie Sanders calling him on, telling, okay, list them. And <laughs> Joe Biden couldn't fucking do it that Uh, that actually made my my night but once again guys thank you so much for listening we're gonna wrap it up here have a very safe week we I know this is a very troublesome time for our country people are freaking out because it's coronavirus but the most thing important thing is to stay calm realize what's important stay together as a family work together as a nation and as a community to get rid of this fucking disease and to get uh, to get a vaccine and end the spread throughout the world. So that's the goal. We should be working actively towards that and as a community to that effect. So I also wanted to mention our uh, social media pages. Please give us a follow on Facebook at The Oligarchy Disruptor Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ask the Disruptor. And also guys, please make sure you vote. Um, We are voting on March 17th. That is the state of Illinois. That is Florida as well. So it's going to be Arizona, Florida, Illinois, Ohio. We have 67 delegates from Arizona. The biggest piece of the pie going to Florida at 219. Illinois at 155. And Ohio at 136. So we have a good amount of delegates. Enough to push someone in in a great direction. Uh, We shall see who that is. Bernie Sanders is not expected to do so hot in Florida, Illinois, uh, and Ohio. So we will see where that goes. He's expected to do very well in Arizona, supported by those Latino voters over there. Uh, Even though there are a lot of Latino voters in Florida, they are a different, very different breed. uh, Just because of their uh, backgrounds and where they come from, nations that uh, socialism was rampant in in their cases Uh, for example Cuba and they had a bad taste in their mouth so we it is hard for Bernie Sanders to shake that notion for them so once again uh, a very different type of Latino voter there one that should uh, or is set to pose a very uphill battle for the Sanders campaign to overcome uh, and ohio um bernie sanders is once again not expected to do so hot over here but we will see what happens um joe Biden is supposed to do pretty well there um and that is it those four states arizona florida illinois ohio if you guys reside in those states please make sure you vote uh vote your conscience vote for the candidate that if you are really one of those democrats that says the number one thing that's important to you is to win and beat Donald Trump. Vote for the grassroots candidate. Vote for the candidate with real support. If you vote for the candidate that has the fake support from the establishment and the media that's all based on hype and out of thin air, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. What happened in 2016 when you put another moderate up against Trump? He pummeled him. He pummeled her, I mean. And we're going to do it again in 2020? Do we not learn our fucking lesson? Obviously the democratic establishment didn't. Obviously the DNC didn't. Obviously the media didn't. It's up to us guys. We have to make the difference. We have to vote. Let's make our voice heard. Thank you again so much for listening. And give us a 5 star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening there, if you got any kind of value out of this post. So once again, guys, have a great rest of your night or day or whatever you're doing. And we will see you next time.